On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy, Hickman, this football season is different and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how we watch it. Because Pepsi is a refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers, made for football watching. Today is Friday, and we have a guest, Chancellor Johnson, who covers the Green Bay Packers. will be joining us today just to kind of discuss the debacle falling through of the Will Fuller to Green Bay uh, trade at the trade deadline, which did not happen. But before we get into that, we have to talk about what we have in store for Sunday, what Houston can do. We're going to get our predictions out today. However, COVID-19, who, you know, if COVID-19 was a person, I don't know what type of person they'd be, but it'd be a pain in the ass. COVID-19 would be that person that you avoid at work, but you can't seem to shake. That's COVID-19. They... uh, (laughs) It, w- it would attack the city again, mainly the Houston Texans, and they shut down facilities early in the week. Uh, Jacob Martin, who was also involved in trade discussion going back over to Seattle, he contracted COVID-19. And let me just be one of the ones to say that I hate that we're finding out exactly who these players are. I think that's some information that needs to kind of be sealed away from the public, but we're getting that information, so we're going to report on it. But Jacob Martin did contract COVID-19, and the funny thing about it is, which it's not funny at all, but since he contracted it, that leaves Brennan Scarlett along with Whitney Merciless. They will all, all three of those players, and all sign linebacker, will miss Sunday's matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars because not only does Jacob Martin has it, but the other two has to quarantine since they were all kind of together. And so this entire year, we've been waiting to see when are we going to see John Grenard? Well, listeners, Cody, it's going to be time to see John Grenard come Sunday. I think this is a perfect matchup for him to get his feet wet in the NFL because he will be getting some significant playing time. However, how does COVID-19 taking away Merciless Scarlett, Martin, affect Houston moving forward. Well, first and foremost, before moving on, I would like to say we are sending best wishes and a and a and pray for a speedy recovery for not only Jacob Martin but even Matt Sharping, the two Texans players who have tested positive for COVID nineteen in what is what a week apart of one another, which is kind of scary at the end of the day when you think about it. But um, prayers up and speedy recovery to both of those guys and just for the organization as a whole. But you know, going back to the Houston Texans and what they have to do on Sunday. With them playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I do not think the absence of Jacob Martin, Scarlett, and Whitney Merciless will have any type of negative impact on this team. The Texans are playing against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are a little bit less talented than themselves, and they shouldn't have no problem in getting their second win of the season, especially when you consider that their absence will open the door for a young guy like Jonathan Grenard to come in and get some snaps so he could finally get some experience outside of special teams. However, John and listeners, 
this team believes for some odd reason that they can go on a second half run and save what is left of this 2020 season. I've been preaching this this whole entire week that this game is not only a game that the Texans need to win, but a game where they need to find a rhythm as they try not to establish a losing culture within their organization. And in order for that to happen, that is where their absence is going to come in in handy, more so Whitney Merciless more than anything, because the Texans need to use this game to find their rhythm, and it's going to be kind of hard for the defensive side of the ball, especially at linebacker, when your top guy in Merciless is going to be out due to COVID. So, But once again, I don't think there's going to be a situation where their absence is going to cost the Texans a game. If anything, the blowout I was expecting might be a little bit close because you have a rookie in Jonathan Grenard, even though I believe in him and I think he's talented, it's going to be hard for him to replace what a guy like Whitney Merciless has brought to this team throughout this season. Yeah, Whitney Merciless spoke about the COVID-19 uh, being in close contact of Jacob Martin, who tested positive. He went on to say the situation is what it is. Nobody is immune to this. COVID has a way of creeping in no matter what. He continued with the league is doing the best to put measures in place. Cal McNair and the Texans have done an exceptional job of getting the building prepared with preventative measures. It is hard. COVID has a way of creeping into the building and everyone is doing their best. And so he spoke on that uh, with Grenard stepping in, Martin, uh, Merciless, and Scarlett stepping out. This does put Houston as a disadvantage because Grenard, who is very talented, at least from what we saw in college, he will still be at a disadvantage of not having the snaps. And Doug Marone, Jay Gruden, they know that they have an opportunity to kind of throw things at him that he's not used to or ready for. But I think this is a good you, – you said this may not be the best position for him to you know start getting more snaps. I think it is. I think it is because, you know, either any way you want to get on the field, you get on the field. It just so happens to be the way that you're getting on the field. So he's in a position to really take control and, and see what he can do. Uh, but Cornell uh, said Jacob Martin and Max Sharpen, the two texting players who tested positive, are displaying no major symptoms, which is really good. And nobody else has tested positive. So super excited to see what Jonathan Bernard can do on Sunday. A speedy recovery to all of the Texas players. That's merciless. Who is uh, he's out because he he came in close contact along with Scarlett. Speedy recovery to Jacob Martin and Max Sharpen. Really wanted to see both of those guys get some more playing time and actually get the starting role back for Max Sharpen on Sunday. But like Merciless said, nobody is immune to it and it's going to creep up. But we're going to hear from Chancellor Johnson regarding the Green Bay Packers just for a little bit on what happened and what transpired throughout the week. And then afterwards, we're going to dive into our predictions before Sunday's matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars and what we think will happen. And I'll be ready for Sunday's matchup, Cody. I'll be watching the game probably at work with some co-workers and the kids around while they are fussing and fighting over teams that they really don't watch football for. They just they're excited to watch something that they like and uh in that time, I will have my Mountain Dew, and I'll be ready to drink a Pepsi product because I just love Mountain Dew while I'm watching football, even when I'm at work. And Pepsi is a refreshment I need to power through game day. And I am a member of the League of Football Watchers. I'm a passionate fan, and I'm a real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. 
because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for me, the everyday guy, some sports guy. It's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Welcome back in, everybody, to the Locked On Texans. Friday, um, we are getting prepared for Sunday's matchup against the Jacksonville Jaguars in a game which we pretty much believe, and Cody and I would do our, our breakdown of the game and what we think will happen. But in this game, we pretty much believe Houston will advance to two and six, and hopefully that'll help them get their mojo back, especially considering the NFL is considering an eight seed conference playoff. And if that happens, Houston does have an opportunity to make some moves and kind of get some steam. So they need this game on Sunday. However, before we look at the game on Sunday, we have to kind of revisit what happened during this trade deadline. And and why didn't Houston make a move, especially with the Green Bay Packers? Now, we do have Chancellor Johnson. He is a reporter out in Wisconsin, covers the Green Bay Packers. Welcome on to the Locked On Texas podcast. Appreciate that, man. Glad to be on the show. Glad to have you. And so not going to keep you long, but we really want to know what happened in Green Bay in the organization. Why didn't they pull the trigger on getting Will Fuller? Because from the outside looking in, and somebody who has watched Aaron Rodgers, especially in the last couple of years, Devontae Adams can do it all, but he shouldn't be asked to do it all every game. And we've seen that struggle. We saw with the draft. Uh, they went out and got a quarterback and a running back in the first and second round. Didn't make sense to anybody. And to pull that trade on Will Fuller, that would have helped Aaron Rodgers, especially considering how good they've been, why didn't they make that move? I think that's a question that everybody's wondering, right? Like everybody, everybody wants to know that answer to that, especially because of, yeah, you know, with uh, the Packers right now are in, uh, you know, they're contending. They're, they're, they are in the NFC, uh, one of the NFC contenders. Um, they have the, they have talent, but in some of their losses, you can see where they can definitely use some more. And as you just mentioned, Devontae Adams is a phenomenal wide receiver. I have him as one of the top three wide receivers in the game currently. They have Aaron Jones out of the backfield as well. And I think, you know, offensively, they're fine. Like they're, they're okay offensively. But the thing is, their defense, right? The, the defense has struggled, especially in the last game. They gave up four touchdowns to Dalvin Cook. But we look at the trade, what the trade market was at the time, there weren't a lot of impact defensive players that were available at the time, right? So we had known that Will Fuller was a target for the Packers for a while. And the reason why why I mentioned the defense is because at, at this point we kind of know what the defense are is what they is what they what they are right now. Right. So the defense isn't going to change. They don't really have any impact players that they could have gone out and got. So the way you can help your defense out is if you keep scoring, if you can outscore your opponents, right? And that's the name of the game. So when you add another weapon like a Will Fuller who can who we've seen him develop tremendously more than just the the wide receiver that can just take the top of defenses. He's you know expanding in his route tree as well. He can do a lot of different things and he has ties to Matt LaFleur. So for a while, you know, like it was accurate that the Texans that the Packers were interested in Will Fuller, but you also have to realize that the the Packers historically have never been the type of team that goes out and just gets these marquee talents. They just have never really done that. Um, I think a couple of years well, the, the free agency, um, the, the previous summer when they got out the Smith brothers, that was a big deal because historically they're just known for drafting and developing players. That's why they went out and drafted Jordan Love in the first round. That's why they drafted AJ Dillon in the second round, the, the running back out of Boston college. So, um, you know, leading up to the draft as, Packers fans who've been here for a while, who've been you know following Packers for a long time, you know this is something they do every year. You know, can they get Aaron Rodgers some help? Can they you know, maybe fix up the defense? And 
can this be the year that they do it? And obviously it turned out that that wasn't the case. Now, to my knowledge, the Packers um, offered a fourth rounder and the Texans um, said no, obviously. And, you know, they wanted a second rounder. And maybe if Bill O'Brien was still in place, maybe they would have got that deal done. But obviously he's not there any longer. And so that deal obviously didn't go through. So it just seems like the disconnect in the organization was more so of not adding a receiver for Aaron, but if we didn't get a defensive uh, key, a piece for our defense who has struggled, like you mentioned, then the deal just isn't worth it, especially considering uh, you mentioned Houston wanted that second round pick. If we're going to give up a second round pick, we're going to get a defensive player back because that's just what's going on in Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It was a disconnected value. Like I said, the Packers have always been a draft and develop team. If you look at some of their second rounders, and I think it's important when you look at how historically how the Packers have used the second rounders. You got guys like Devontae Adams, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, guys who, who have been huge in uh, in helping this franchise win games. So they value that second round pick. That is precious to them. And so how they looked at it is do we want to give up a second rounder for a guy for half for a season where you might only get Will Fuller for eight games, maybe less than that with COVID protocols. When if you, if you trade for a player, you have to stay out X amount of time, you know, with, with the new COVID rules. And so then he could walk, you know, he could leave as a free agent. That cap space is something they're battling when you have to deal with Aaron Jones, who's a free agent, Jamal Williams, who's a free agent, David Boxiari, Kevin King, their cornerback. They have a lot of decisions that to make, you know, money wise and, was it worth giving up the second round pick for Will Fuller, who will become a free agent at the end of the season? They ultimately decided, no, it wasn't. Yeah, and the reports did come out that Green Bay wanted Houston to pay the remaining salary for Will Fuller because, they, like you mentioned, they, they did not want to take on that money for a limited amount of games and also considering, I guess, it felt like we don't want to make this home run move for a guy that we don't really know will return back for us next year at a price we like. Absolutely. Yep. And, and so that's the thing. And, and right now, like so they have a, a lot of other decisions to make. Do they want to pay David Boxiari, one of the best left tackles in the league, or can they afford that with Aaron Jones? And I think, um, you know, a lot of, he's kind of uh, developed into one of the, the brighter young running backs in the league. And then plus they have Kevin King as well, who's, who's a, who's a very solid cornerback uh, in their secondary as well. So they have a lot of decisions to make. And once again, they could also use that, you know, use that second round pick, get a younger, cheaper talent to maybe, you know, fill in that role. But at the same time, you know, it is important that this is a contending team right now. And once again, for another year in a row, they have failed to get Aaron Rodgers immediate help while he is still in his prime. And that has been the problem. We appreciate you stopping by on Locked On Texans. Texans fans get a little bit more clearer insight of what Green Bay had going on from a Green Bay Packer reporter. Let the followers of our show know they can follow you on your social media. Yeah, absolutely. You can follow me uh, on Twitter at Chancellor TV. Um, you know, I'm from Houston, so I definitely keep up with the Texans. I saw how they did the Texans dirty in my city not too long ago. So uh, that was that was a lot of fun. But yeah, man, so uh, appreciate you for having me on the show, man. And uh, keep doing great things out there. Thank you. Don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We will be right back with more Texans talk and why this game is more pivotal than we may think it is. You know, I'm happy we were able to hear from somebody that covers the Green Bay Packers because, you know, on the outside looking in, which is, you know, what we are, we were wondering why Green Bay thought it wasn't a good move to go ahead and make the trade for Will Fuller. And I mean, I, I like how he put it out there. Green Bay's Achilles heel right now 
especially after what Aaron Rodgers did last night, three touchdowns in the first half. I mean, thank God I had him on, on my fantasy team starting. But the Achilles heels for Green Bay, at least to make them in true contention, isn't offensively, it's defense. And if the Texans were pushing a defensive player, then maybe they wouldn't have got they would have gotten that high around uh, draft pick. But it was Will Fuller in, the, in a position that wide receiver that we always want to see Aaron Rodgers with more help because we know how great he is, but great player doesn't always have to do it by themselves. But for, for Green Bay, defense is where they needed to bulk up on. So them not making a trade, having a split in that organization makes a whole lot sense now compared to what it did a couple of days ago. Now, in a couple of days, Cody, we are taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Let's go ahead and give our predictions on what we'll see on Sunday. Well, as I mentioned during the first segment, I think this will be a game where Houston will be able to pick up their second victory of the season. I'm expecting more of what we saw during the first game a few weeks ago, an explosive offensive performance led by Deshaun Watson, who I think will surpass his season high of 359 passing yards, which ironically was set against the Jaguars during the Texans' Week 5 victory inside NRG Stadium. The defense... As I mentioned, they may suffer a little bit of a blow with Whitney Merciless out due to the COVID protocol, but at the end of the day, they should not have any problem at stopping the run. And with the possibility of Bradley Roby coming back, the secondary should be able to stop the Jacksonville passing game, which may be a little bit weakened, especially when considering that the Jaguars will be starting rookie quarterback Jake Luton in place of their starting quarterback Gardner Minshew due to a thumb injury. So with all that being said, I do believe the Texans is going to come away with a easy victory on Sunday. I'm going to say Houston 35, Jacksonville 14. Good number. Good number. And I think Houston will have a, a field day against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, Jake Lutton is starting for the first time in his career. And granted, I believe that he will have moments simply because I don't trust this defense to have one of those shutout games. I don't at all. Uh, but ultimately, I'm putting my faith in Deshaun Watson, and I'm putting my faith in Will Fuller to have a game to kind of say, hey, I mean, my name came up in the trades, but uh, I'm here to stay. And I'm going to ball out. I'm, I'm expecting one of those games. I'm also expecting Ross Blacklock to get more playing time in this game than we've seen in his uh, in his tenure with the Houston Texans so far this year. When we look at his snap count percentage, 14%, 26%, 14%, 13, 32, and 31. So the last couple of games, it has increased. But with Merciless going out, Scarlett going out, wanting to do a little bit more with the defensive front to probably throw at Jake Lutton, I think he'll get some more playing time. I'm not going to give him a sack, which he has not uh, registered this year, but I will, I will say he gets more playing time and I also believe Jonathan Gennard will get a sack. Houston will also get two turnovers somehow, some way. And I think Houston will win this game 31-16. 
Also, I do want to say before closing, at the time of this recording, we have no word on or if more players have tested positive for the coronavirus. Um, Romeo Cannell said during his media availability on Thursday that the NFL does expect the game between the Texans and Jaguars to continue as scheduled. He did say if more players start testing positive and they are unable to travel, which will be on Saturday, then the league will consider calling a postponement. But as of right now, the only player, well, the only two players who have tested positive so far has been Matt Sharping and, of course, Jacob Martin. With all that being said, I also want to say I had the opportunity to ask Romeo Cannell the possibility of Bradley Roby and Jordan Aikens coming back for Sunday's game. He gave the green light on both of those guys, and I'm very interested to see how much better the tight end position is going to be with both Aikens and Fails active at the same time. Coronavirus, it has been a crazy year. You never know. It has been a crazy year. I'm going to give out some more crazy predictions. Duke Johnson rushes for over 65 yards. That's crazy. Um, well, considering we haven't seen him get the carries to even have an opportunity to do so. That's if he get the touches. I think he will. I think he will. I think Duke Johnson rushes for over 65 yards. Jordan Aikens is scheduled to play. I think he has over 48 yards receiving. And J.J. Watt gets a sack. I'm going to say J.J. Watt gets a sack and a half on Sunday. Hmm. Well, if he does get that sack and a half, well, if he get a sack in general, it's going to it's finally going to push him up to 100. And And I think that is what you know, in this abysmal season, seeing him get 100 after winning defensive player multiple times, that'll be huge for J.J. Watt and for the fans to just see that. I'm John, some sports guy, Hickman. It is Friday, and we really appreciate you guys for checking in. Another week of Locked On Texans. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and like us on Facebook. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.